You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode being brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. You can follow me on Twitter at scargo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Zags. Today is Thursday, April 22nd, and there is a lot to get to today. First and foremost, I need your help for next Monday's show. In the podcast description, there is a link to a survey where you can rank the best moments of the Gonzaga basketball season. On Monday, we're going to reveal the top 10 moments as voted on by you guys, the fans. So click on the link in the description and go ahead and cast your votes. Today on the show, player reviews for Drew Timmy and Yvonne Ejim plus a bunch of sound bites from Chet Holmgren and Jalen Suggs because our partners over at Krem2 in Spokane interviewed both of them on Wednesday morning. So we're going to play some of those highlights uh, today here on the show. But first, some news and notes from around Gonzaga. Gonzaga baseball hosting BYU this weekend in a three-game series Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Zags are coming off a 3-0 shutout win over Washington on the road. That's their seventh shutout of the season, which is tied for the most in the entire country. Zags are 11-4 in the WCC. BYU is 6-6. So BYU pretty much needs to sweep this series if they want any chance to uh, win the WCC regular season. As I've said many times, the uh, there is no WCC tournament this year, so the winner of the regular season gets the auto bid into uh, regionals in the NCAA tournament. The last time Gonzaga hosted BYU was way back in 2017, and the uh, Bulldogs swept the Cougars in the final uh, home series of that 2017 season, and that sweep gave them a share of the WCC regular season title. They play tonight, 6 p.m., and you can catch the game on the WCC network. ESPN released their recruiting rankings, their final recruiting rankings for the class of 2021. Chet Holmgren, of course, is the number one prospect. Hunter Salas ended up finishing number 14 in the uh, class of 2021, according to ESPN. And then Caden Perry finished 62nd. One thing that's interesting to note here is that Ben Gregg, uh, who would have been part of the class of 2021, but he reclassified and ended up uh, playing this past season, they moved him into the class of 2020. And they put him 56th in that 2020 class, which is three spots ahead of where Dominic Harris was and six spots ahead of where Julian Strother was in the ESPN 2020 rankings. So if you were to put Ben Gregg probably in the 50s uh, in the 2021 class, that would give them three top 50 recruits or three top 60 recruits, I should say. And Caden Perry who's right at 62, which would put them at a top two, maybe three class in all of college basketball, including the best prospect in all of college basketball, which is Chet Holmgren. One piece of transfer portal news, CJ Frederick from Iowa is in the transfer portal and he's been contacted by Gonzaga. If they want just a pure three-point shooter coming off the bench next year, CJ Frederick would be the guy. 
Um, I don't think he offers a whole lot more besides three-point shooting, to be quite honest with you. But he is one of the best shooters in all of college basketball. Uh, he shot 46% from deep last year. He shot 47% from deep this year. That's what he does. So if Gonzaga wants to use one of their two or three open scholarships on just a pure shooter off the bench, C.J. Frederick would be a guy to watch. And then finally, some news on Kevin Pangos. His team, uh, St. Petersburg, in the EuroLeague uh, playoffs, in game one of a series against Barcelona, who was the number one seed, uh, Kevin Pangos' team upset Barcelona in game one of that series, 76-74. Kevin Pangos had 19 points and nine assists and played one of his best games of the season. That uh, FC Barcelona team, uh, fun fact, has Brandon Davies. If you guys remember Brandon Davies from BYU back in the day, Brandon Davies had 18 points and nine rebounds. Pog Gasol also plays for that Barcelona team. The ageless wonder, Pog Gasol. Uh, but Kevin Pangos' team up one nothing in the series, and I've realized that I don't give enough love on this program to um, our Zags, both in the NBA and playing overseas. So I'm going to do my best going forward here to uh, update you guys when those players do have some good games. So Kevin Pangos, shout out to him for a, a big game one in the EuroLeague playoffs. Okay, coming up, we're going to hear from Chet Holmgren and we're going to hear from Jalen Suggs. Brenna Green and our partners over at Krem2 in Spokane sat down with the former high school teammates to talk about a wide variety of topics, and we're going to play the best stuff coming out of that interview here in just a minute. But first, a minute to talk about rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Hey football fans, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Chet Holmgren and Jalen Suggs are back together in Minnesota right now, and they're getting workouts in together as Jalen Suggs is preparing for the NBA Draft, and Chet Holmgren is preparing to come to Spokane. Brenna Green from Krem2 sat down with both of them and they talked about that process of working out together and they also sent some messages along to Gonzaga fans. So take a listen here to what they had to say. What is it just like for you guys both having such similar trajectories in the game of basketball? Jalen, I'll just I'll let you kind of go first. Um, it's good because, again, you're, you're able to share, you know, what, what you're, what's going on in your life, you know, with somebody else. Uh, you know, because you know they're going through the exact same thing. And, um, you know, me and Chet, you know, we're we're uh, you know we're a little different, 
Um, and that's good because, you know, I get to see things through his perspective and he sees things through mine and, and makes you know, a lot of these situations and, you know, things that we go through on a daily basis a lot easier. Um, and again, and then just having somebody again there who's, who's family, you know, to go through it with you, uh, you know, it makes it all a lot easier, a lot more fun. And, uh, yeah, it, it makes for the whole experience to just be, you know, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, very cool to, you know, have the success, but also, you know, have somebody I'm close with have the same success. And, you know, he's been leading the race since, you know, third grade. You know, I've just kind of recently been catching up. Uh, so, you know, it's it's more than uh, time for him to uh, cash in his golden ticket. Um, and, you know, I see that happening here pretty soon. Um, so, you know, it's it's all love from both of us. You know, there's no jealousy going on. Uh, you know, we're both happy for each other's successes. All right, Jalen, how much were you and Chet's ear during the season about going to GU? Um, well, I got asked about them you know, almost every day, and whether some fans, uh, coaches, guys on the team, uh, whatever. Um, so, I uh, you know I, I always told him, you know, he knew from the moment I went there, you know, and I committed back uh, last January. You know, I was in his ear about it, you know, telling him that this this would be a good spot for you. You know, you should really look and look at it and consider it, you know, seriously. Uh, you know, as you're going through your process. Um, but I kind of want to make it, let him make his own decision. You know, it's at the end of the day, I didn't really like when, you know, a ton of people were telling me, go here, go there, you know, make this decision, do that. Because uh, it was a process, you know, that I was looking forward to and, you know, that I kind of wanted to do and, you know, start to, you know, weed schools out and get down to my final list and make that decision, you know, basically, you know, a lot on my own, you know, uh, with the help of, you know, some family, my parents, uh, and really close friends. Um, but it was something that I kind of wanted to do by myself because it was a big decision for me. Um, so, you know, here and there, I'll tell them, you know, whenever he had questions about it, you know, or asking about it, you know, I'd always be there to give him advice and let him know how it was going and wow, how I think he would fit in. But at the end of the day, I kind of just left him alone, let him make his own decision. And, uh, I'm glad he ended up making, uh, making a decision out of his whole game. Chad, just, um, yeah, how much did Jalen's experience kind of impact you in, in, in your decision in going to GU? Yeah, uh, you know, it definitely had a, you know, a bit of an impact on my recruitment. Um, not, not, not all the schools that were recruiting me, you know, had somebody that I played with so long and trusted, you know, going there and, you know, no fault to them. Uh, and, you know, him going there and being able to experience it and then, you know, kind of, you know, answer any questions I had or anything I wasn't quite sure about, you know, being able to get that from, you know, somebody that's close to you uh, really holds weight. Um, have you guys talked to Coach Few at all over the last couple of days or anything? Is, has he said anything to, to either of you guys? I talked to Coach before I went back home. Uh, it was a quick conversation. You know, kind of just told him thank you. And we had, we had a quick chat and, you know, just kind of letting each other know that. And he told me he always, he always be there for me, you know, however long, you know, down the line it is. You know, and that's, again, one of the best things about the program is, you know, once you're a Zag, you're always a Zag. You're always going to be a part of that family. So, yeah, we, we had to talk, uh, you know, just a lot, a lot of our, a lot of our conversations go, you know, not, not too emotional, but, you know, just letting each other know that <laughs> we're, we're there for each other. Uh, I talked to him. I talked to him uh, Sunday night before I committed, uh, and, you know, just talked about, you know, how excited we both are, and, you know, how we're, how we're ready to get to work, basically. And uh, I haven't talked to him afterwards, though. I've uh, been talking a lot to Coach B. Mike, but um, the phone's been kind of crazy. So and I think, I think you know, he kind of kind of understands that. So, Jalen, just what's kind of your message to Gonzaga fans now that you've kind of closed this this chapter in your life? 
I mean, for the Gonzaga fans tuned in and watching, you know, whether they're reading online, uh, just I can't say anything less than thank you, you know, and, and express. It, it's hard, it's hard, you know, put into a sentence or a paragraph, you know, how, uh, how thankful I am, you know, for the whole university, you know, for all the fans, for all my teammates and coaches, um, for, you know, about seven, seven, eight months they took me in and, you know, treated me as their own, showed me nothing but love and support, you know, in the great days, you know, in the days that weren't so good, um, you know, they embraced me and I embraced the culture. I embraced all of them. And, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a fit, you know, looking back on it that could have matched or, you know, equal to what Gonzaga did for me, uh, you know, whether it's on the court or off the court, uh, they helped me grow. And, you know, Spokane Wallace have a special place in my heart and, Again, just forever thankful for the things that they've done, uh, the way that they've you know, treated me. Uh, and just chat. What is what is your message for the fans at GU now that you're uh, you're headed this way? I'd just like to say, you know, uh, you know, I know how great the all the Zags fans are. You know, uh, you know, they're they're very lively on Twitter, you know, social media. Uh, definitely always trying to help recruit and you know cheer on the Zags. So, you know, I'm gonna just say, you know, be ready. Uh, for next year, you know, uh, I'm excited for what's to come. And, uh, you know, we're going to put in the work to be the best team uh, that we can be. And uh, we hope to see them uh, in the stands cheering. And Chet, just what would it mean to you if you were able to win a national championship when Jalen got so close this year? Uh, you know, it would definitely be an honor. Um, you know, anywhere I go, uh, you know, I expect to win. And, you know, that's the standard I set out for myself. Uh, and, you know, I, I, you know, I really hate losing more than I like winning, but, you know, that, that culminates into, you know, winning. So uh, that's, that's definitely the end goal next year. Um, you know, everybody on the team is going to have, you know, personal goals, but at the end of the day, uh, we're going to, you know, come ready every day to uh, work as hard as we can and, you know, hopefully put us, put ourselves into position to, you know, win a national championship. Thanks again to Brenna for supplying us with that interview. If you want to listen to the full 15 minutes of it, the link is in the podcast description. Coming up, we are going to finish the show with some player reviews for what could very easily be the two leading scorers next season for the Gonzaga program. Drew Timmy, Ivan Ejim, coming up here in just a second. Before we get to that, the NFL draft is just days away. And if you would like a place to bet on some props, betonline.ag is the place to go. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, they're all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is happening right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team are making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, we're going to finish the show today talking about Drew Timmy and Yvonne Ejim. Let's start with Drew Timmy. 
His recruitment two years ago was wild because I don't think I've ever seen Gonzaga close on a recruitment uh, as hard as they did with Drew Timmy. And it feels like they just snatched him up kind of out of nowhere. But they got him out of Texas and they brought him to Spokane. Um, And as a freshman, there was so much roster turnover leading into that uh, 2019-2020 season. And then there was an injury to Anton Watson and Killian Tilly, you know, dealt with nagging injuries for the most of his career. So that led to immediate playing time for Drew Timmy. And he continued to play well throughout the freshman season. And it culminated in the WCC tournament where he played two really, really good games. And there was like a whole love affair from Dick Vitale on the WCC broadcast or on the ESPN broadcast in the WCC tournament. And uh, Dickie V wanted him to basically be his adopted son. So you knew after his freshman freshman season that he was going to be an impact player for a while. And then Philip Petrushev left the program over the summer to go play professionally back in Europe. And that basically cleared the way for Drew Timmy to become the next star of Gonzaga. And boy, did he become a star this year. And really, to be honest, nobody was able to stop him until I mean, basically the last game of the season. Um, he had 25 in the opener against Kansas. He had 28 the next day against Auburn. He scored 29 against Virginia. He ended up with double-figure scoring in 31 of the 32 games this season. He had 30 and 13 against Oklahoma in the NCAA tournament in a historic performance. He put up 23 points against the uh, Mobley brothers and was basically the best player on the court against Southern California. He scored 132 points for Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament. And those 132 points are the sixth most by any player in Gonzaga history in a a career in the NCAA tournament. And he's only played in one tournament, and he's already sixth most in Gonzaga history with those 132 points. Assuming he plays two games in the next NCAA tournament, uh, he's going to break the record for most points in an NCAA tournament career for a Gonzaga player. So he finished the season... Averaging 19 points a game, 7 rebounds a game. He was a second-team All-American, and he was the player of the year on uh, Ken Pomeroy's rankings. And really, uh, it felt like he kind of became the heart and soul of the team uh, with his energy, Uh, right? With his mustache celebrations, his ability to just have fun on the court. He played loose. He played free. You know, he talks to everybody on the court. Uh, He talks to opponents. And it's not even necessarily trash talk. It's just like, hey, how you doing? Hey, man, they should have passed you the ball. I mean, if you go back to when he played against Larry Owens in the Northwestern State games, and Larry Owens was just talking about like, man, this dude just does not stop talking to me. And it's not even like bad stuff. It's just like, hey, man, that was a good play over there. It's just stuff like that. It's just he's a he's a really energetic, loose, free-flowing player. And I think that ability to play that way – was a huge reason why he stepped up with no hesitation and he took the charge at the end of that UCLA game because he's never uh, too afraid of a moment. Um, And now with kind of some unfinished business, it feels like, with the way the season ended against Baylor, he's going to come back next year and he's most likely going to be the preseason national player of the year, much like Luca Garza 
came back um, leading into this past season. He was a preseason national player of the year, ended up winning the award. I think Drew Timmy is going to be on that same path. Obviously, he's got to work on his lateral quickness in the offseason. Uh, he did not play well at ball screens in the national championship. He did not play well at ball screens against Oklahoma. Um, it's going to help him a ton, obviously, having Chet Holmgren behind him. And because uh, Chet Holmgren can pretty much clean up a lot of messes. Uh, but if he can prove that he's got, um, you know, the ability to, to guard on the perimeter a little bit more and he works on that lateral quickness and he gets um, a three point jumper into his repertoire a little more consistently, he's going to find a spot in the NBA because his scoring ability is so good that it's impossible for a team not to find a spot on the roster for him. So he's going to be an incredible um, player for Gonzaga again next season, um, and his offense is going to be just as lethal as it was this year, if not more so, with Chet Holmgren around, um, possibly opening up a little more space for Timmy to go to work. Uh, But I, I do think if he can work on that defense and get his lateral quickness up and show the ability to guard perimeter players a little more, He's going to find a way in the NBA because he is a unbelievably gifted scorer. His footwork is incredible. His offensive skill package is really, really good. Um, and, you know, it's really hard not to find a spot on an NBA roster when you could score the basketball that easily. All right, moving on to the women's side now. Yvonne Ejim is a tantalizing prospect, and I think she is just due for a monster sophomore year next year. She's a 6'1 forward. She came in from Canada. Uh, as a freshman this year, she was one of the best Canadian prep players in the 2020 recruiting class. She averaged 25 points and 15 rebounds before coming to Gonzaga and was by far the most game ready of any of the freshmen that came into the program. The problem is that she was playing behind the seniors, Jen and Leanne Worth, and a junior in Melody Kempton. So playing time in the front court was very limited. But she worked her way into more and more minutes, and she earned it, really, with her play as the season went on. And she ended up getting, you know, five, seven, nine, ten minutes or so in WCC games. She kind of snuck into the back end of the rotation, and it kind of led to the highlight of the season, which was her play against... BYU in the WCC championship game when everybody got food poisoning uh, the night before. And it was Yvonne Ejim who was the, uh, one of the healthy ones that's, that uh, kind of stepped up and basically willed Gonzaga to a victory in that fourth quarter before uh, Jill Townsend was the one who hit the shot. But Ejim was the one who brought them back into that game and had some huge moments. She finished the game with a career-high 13 points and nine rebounds. She finished the season... Averaged just about four points a game, but she shot 61% from the floor, which to me, I mean, it's just seeing the numbers and watching her play throughout the year and then watching her performance against BYU, it was, it was kind of just perplexing, um, would be the word that I would use, that she only played six minutes against Belmont in the NCAA tournament game because I really do think they could have used her energy uh, and her size inside and, and some scoring ability, but... Um, with the Worths gone next year, I don't think there's going to be a minutes problem anymore. She should be a starter, and she very honestly could be the leading scorer on the team. She's really, really efficient. 
She rebounds the heck out of the ball. She plays with a ton of intensity, a ton of energy, a ton of passion. And I think the training wheels are about to come off. And I can't wait to see the training wheels come off because I am more excited for Yvonne Ejim next year than any other player on the Gonzaga women's roster. And I can't wait to watch her flourish. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, Like I said in the podcast description, there is a link where you can rate the top plays of the Gonzaga season. And next Monday's episode is going to be a reveal the top 10 plays that you guys voted on for the year. Tomorrow's episode on Friday, uh, we will recap game one of the Gonzaga BYU baseball series. And then we will continue our player reviews with a couple more interior players. Umar Balo obviously is going to Arizona now, but he was still a Zag this season. And so we're going to talk about his journey and what his departure means. And then we'll talk about Eliza Hollingsworth, who battled an injury all season long. But she also had a big moment in that WCC title game against BYU. And I think she's got a very exciting future. Tomorrow is indeed a five-star Friday. So don't forget to rate the podcast. Please leave a review with your Gonzaga story. Why do you love Gonzaga? Why do you root for Gonzaga? What does Gonzaga mean to you? I've got several stories in both my email and on the reviews, and I'm going to read a couple of them tomorrow and every Friday on the show. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at scargo. That's at S-K-A-R-R-G-0. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockdownZags. If you want to email the show with your story or you have a question that you want me to discuss, feel free to do so, LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your Thursday. We will see you back here tomorrow morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.